Recorded live from the mats of Radical MMA in New York City, the Martial Culture Podcast. Your source for in-depth combat sports and martial arts insights with, with Coach, Coach Rene Dreyfus and, and Matt Peters. Peters. Ring the bell and let's get it on. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Matt. about you, Rene? <laughs> I don't. You guys missed the whole before the show. We should have a show called Before the Show. We should. We should have a pre-fight, uh, pre-show show. Because you missed some good like, stuff. Like, yeah, we missed. We... Renee was doing a song, <laughs> and that was it. That was all he was doing, just yeah, a song. A, people don't want to hear me sing. It's uh, It'll be torture. We'll lose all our listeners. Do you have any good puns about singing? I've missed you. You missed me? Yes. Yeah. You, because you, I canceled on you last week. You canceled week. on me last well, week. Well, I didn't cancel on you. I just didn't do my job where I didn't reserve the studio. <laughs> and then when I looked at the schedule Monday or Sunday night, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> where are we going to record? In the hallway? Well, people uh, people miss us, I guess, I hope. Hopefully. Uh, hope but nothing really listeners. important happened. No, I mean, we could just no move fires. right on yeah, to. Just, yeah, uh, we could talk about Kevin Lee a little bit, but then just move right on to John Jones. <laughs> Um, a new no, fight night. No, in no big, no big fights. Nothing happened. really. No, big no happened. bets were lost. I don't remember any. No, you don't remember any. No, I don't remember. No, any. I do. <laughs> Ryan Ortega lets me down. Let you down. He let right? a lot of people down, to be honest. No, but I think you he don't. let me down. <laughs> I feel like he let himself down probably the most because I, I heard, saw an interview with him and he was just apologizing a lot. You know, it's 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 uh, he's he's a real warrior. He's a champion. Um, it's hard to take a loss when you really feel that you're you're you could have won it. Um, this is an interesting thing, and I had a discussion because you know in the last podcast I said that Brian Ortega's striking was a bit cleaner than Max Holloway's. Cleaner does not mean better. Cleaner means more technically accurate, uh, more technically efficient, more technically pretty. You know, and 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 it, you, I know a lot of guys who have very clean technique. On the pads, or on, even even sometimes in light sparring, but then when they really put it on them, they don't deploy that technique efficiently. Mm. And and just because you have clean technique doesn't mean you're going to win. Like for example, I, I told some of my students this yesterday. I said, never underestimate a person's ability to hurt you, trained or untrained. Uh, for example, um, you get into that like, oh, if he's not really good at jujitsu or wrestling or judo, I'll be fine. And one of my students put their face right next to my teeth, and I bit him. <laughs> you know, like not technical, but very dangerous. Or I stick my finger in her eye, or you know, something like that. Or, or you're dealing with, um, you know, um, uh, what's his name? You know, uh, Derek, um, Derek Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, you know, like he has one punch where he can just send you to California. That doesn't mean it's a technical punch, but he's God given power. You know, mm-hmm. like the guy has, has power. I'm not saying he doesn't have any technique, but you know what I mean, right? Um, so. What what happened was Brian Ortega has a tremendous amount of skill. And I think Weidman is the same thing like this too. Weidman has a tremendous amount of skill. Weidman just keeps losing. Not keeps losing. He's still a champ. You know, he's still active fighter. But, you know, when 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 the last fight, a lot of fights, you don't think him reach – you don't see him reach his potential that you feel that he should. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's a certain thing. You know, one very common thing to see is gym warriors, meaning – you're you're a stone cold killer in the gym, and there's a there's a famous jujitsu guy. I won't say his name because he's a really really good guy. I'm not trying to trash talk, you know, like we always trash talk some some people. <laughs> he's very nice. Yeah, I know. But he's actually a really good guy, and he's considered in his academy to be the best um, jujitsu fighter in in, the, in his academy. And his academy is a great academy, amazing academy, and his instructor, who's a very famous instructor. When they roll in the academy, cannot beat him. 
Like, the kid is just amazing in the academy. Then he goes to tournament, and he almost never wins. You know, it's like it's like sometimes that happens. It's it's mentally you just can't put it together. You can't get things going. That's one thing. You you can't reach your alpha state, which we talked about, where it's like your your use of your skills is is the most efficient it can be. Because imagine imagine, you know, and this is this is a, I think a um of great great analogy to life. You know, you can be Matt, how many how many really smart people, really really smart people, or really whatever people you know, who also like just didn't get their life together? You know, quite quite a yeah, lot. A you amount, know, yeah. yeah, a good amount. Like you're like, man, you're so smart. You have so many so many skills. You're so talented. I'm one of them. And uh, <laughs> no, you, you you have a great you have a great 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 life. But I mean, uh, you know, like a lot of times you can see that where people have all these gifts that you're like, wow, if I had that gift, that'd be mm-hmm. amazing. But you didn't deploy that skill in a technical and strategic way. Or you got so nervous you held back or whatever. In Ortega's case, he didn't he has a tremendous skill set that he didn't deploy in a smart way. Hmm. Um, didn't shoot that many takedowns. Uh the one time he started watch this fight again, if you have time. When he started really being successful, or a couple times we were successful, was when he started throwing kicks. But he didn't throw that many kicks in the fight. He was like, I'm going to throw, use my boxing against another boxer who's actually much more experienced and um, and gritty and tenacious and crafty and has a lot more experience and understands what I'm doing as well as I do and understands how to counter it. Huh. If you don't throw something other skill on the table, mm-hmm. you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how clean you are. Like I, I'm, I'm tech. I'm a pretty good. I'm a pretty good striker. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm like terrible or anything, but I can actually sometimes fight guys who are technically cleaner than me. But I'm such a dirty little motherfucker. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm like I. I just do like the meanest, nastiest stuff. Uh-huh. And and they're like, "What the fuck was that?" And I'm like. That's fighting, brother. That's fighting. You know, like like I'll grind my head in their eyeball, you know, and they're like, What out? What are you doing? And I'm like, we're oh, you, Yeah, we're fighting. You're clean, but I'm a I'm I'm gonna kill you. I'm a I'm a I'm a rabid rat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like you know, you in and you you know, I'm like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, you know? I'm gonna yeah. come come at you. It doesn't necessarily mean the cleaner technical guy will always win. And and I think Ortega's striking is very beautiful, but you know, once he got hit, though, also once once, um, uh, Holloway found his number, he he reverted because you can't stay that technical when you're getting cracked in the face. <laughs> you can't, you can't. And he reverted to Brian Ortega when he was fighting Moicano, which was you know years ago when he wasn't as good. And I remember we talked about that on the podcast where he's like, hmm, this guy's got to work on a strike, and he mm-hmm. did. But he reverted back to that default. Where he just got it getting shellacked. I'm, what I'm hearing is, is I think that you you played me and you you <laughs> gave me Brian Ortega a and you bit, knew he was bit, going a, to lose. A little bit, you, a little bit, a little bit. You dirty rat. <laughs> a little bit. I did actually. <laughs> like, okay, I, I was leaning. I think I was leaning to Ortega. I think there's tape somewhere where you say, well, I was going to pick Ortega too, but you can have him. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I did. Call in now if you think Renee's a rat. <laughs> 
You know, you know, my nickname in Brazil, my nickname was Hatan, right? And uh, I'm like, why are you guys giving me that? Like, yo, you know, because you move fat. They're like, no, he's a sneaky little motherfucker. <laughs> I'm learning more. I'm learning. All right. No. I'll take my licks. It's okay. No, but, you know, honestly, I thought, I, I thought that fight was very, a little close to call. I was leaning very slightly to Ortega if he deployed his skills properly and and really was smart about his skill deployment. And you could see flashes when he threw those kicks, you could see flashes of where he could have beaten him. Mixed up his kill. You see, there was no time in that fight where Max Holloway was like, what's going on? He was always knew what was going on. He mm-hmm. was here. Oh, he, there was a really great time where, where um, Ortega switches stance. And he's trying to trying to like switch stance to to be a little sh- tricky. And Holloway's like, "Oh, guess what? I'll switch stance back at you." Now you don't know what to do because you've not practiced this. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I practice every day because you know he, he was trying to do southpaw orthodox." Then Holloway's like, "Oh, we'll do southpaw southpaw." And then <laughs> you could see he was like, "What's going on?" Shit. Yeah. The whole time Holloway's like, "I know this game better than you." I've done this so much more. Experience, with yeah, the yeah, it was an experience. And then, but then when Ortega started throwing the kicks, we started doing other things. He he should have had a different strategy. And this is the problem: his cornerman in the first round, at the middle end of the first round, I knew he was gonna get destroyed because he goes back into his corner, and Henner Gracie, who I totally respect, he's an amazing jujitsu coach, amazing amazing jujitsu competitor. I have nothing bad to say about it, but his coaching in that corner was not correct. He goes, you're doing great. You're doing great. Everything's working great. You're blocking his punches. What what, what fight did you see? (laughs) You know, like, no. You'd be like, change it up. Shoot, kick, throw him off balance. Don't box with this guy in the standard boxing. Mix your stuff together. They had no plan B. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, I don't know that. Maybe they did, but it, it fell apart. But... That coaching in the corner, the the keep doing what you're doing was the worst coaching, worst cornering I've ever seen. Keep doing what you're doing. No, don't keep doing what you're doing. Mm. That's terrible. <laughs> and you could see it. He was just, and he had no answer for that hit. I mean, the guy's, Ortega's eye was destroyed. I mean, not permanently, but you could see it. And then and then they stopped, basically stopped the fight, which was good. It was very smart. You know, and I give Henry Greasy a lot of credit for that. He kind of called the doctor over, but he knew he was going to throw the talent. But the thing is this, there, there was some commentators talking last night about this. And, and you know, in boxing, it's kind of like the referee throwing the towel in is kind of accepted. There hasn't been a referee throwing the towel in in mixed martial arts, I believe, since like UFC 2. Uh, you know where they where the they are three or where where um they threw the towel and I, I don't I don't believe there's there's been a th- towel a referee like the the corner throws a towel and it's kind of like oh let their fighters fight Henry Gracie did it in a way and I really respect it he did it in a way where he's like okay we got to stop this fight because I and he said it he's like I can't let my fighter die in here. So they had the doctor talk. She's like, the doctor's like, can you see out of it? And you could tell, I don't know exactly what they said, but it was sort of like, I'm having trouble. And he's like, Henry's like, you can't see, right? No? Okay, the fight's over. Mm-hmm. Doctor, call it. You know, yeah. basically giving his fighter a way out that was honorable because he doesn't want to quit, but also protecting his fighter. Me, if that was me, I would have tossed that towel and stopped that fight mm-hmm. because there was, he was just, it was just downhill. Downhill. I mean, it's kind of like we were just talking about the Dan Hooker fight where it was almost like Dan Hooker was too tough for his own good. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes the referee has to throw the towel in. 
you know, but uh, a poor deployment of strategy and tactics of a fighter who has amazing technique. Yeah. And had the I think you know if they had a better better strategy, there's a lot of ways that Ortega could have taken that fight. But you know, experience is a, is a big deal. You know, and Max Holloway is a street brawler. I mean, that guy is he he is he finds a way to win. Yeah, as I, should, I said, yeah. I should have changed my bet when I was watching the um, Undisputed. No, not Undisputed. The, uh, the behind twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Countdown. And uh, thing, yeah. Holloway was uh, very comfortable. Like he did not seem like he cared about. It. Like he was professional going into it, but. Yeah. He he was not stressing at all. Not at all. And it definitely Ortega, I think, is a different is a different experience. Like they yeah. just will more dull, different classes. It's also Ortega's first title fight, which is a big deal. You know, yeah. sometimes you you know that again that that makes you choke a little bit. You choke on the pressure. The first title fight is a is a huge huge deal for a lot of people, and it just messes them up, and they they're not used to it. People mm-hmm. would said that would kind of happen. You know. Um, with some other fights like you know Conor McGregor Khabib that Khabib's first big 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 you know multi matchup didn't happen you know mm-hmm. he, he but obviously that pressure got to him in, in ways you know he internalized and then exploded out but the mm-hmm. pressure was there for sure you know um uh so interesting I would like to see them fight again oh I definitely think they will and and yeah I think they will and uh, I like to see them fight again and um, as long as as long as Holloway has not big brothered Ortega like sometimes you take such a beating from someone. You cannot overcome it. Mm. You know, like your big brother just beat you up so bad that you're like, you can never beat your brother again. <laughs> you know? And and that's actually an issue in my in my dojo sometimes. Sometimes you see as beginners are coming up, I put them up with someone who's a little bit better and and they, they, they don't hurt them, but they 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 handle them so bad that like even two years later when the the younger student can beat them, mm-hmm. they almost don't, you know, because there's a mental block. You know, maybe Holloway could have big brothered Ortega, but I doubt it. I will see. And I'd like to see them fight again with a much better strategy. You know, like that was that was not a smart way to go to the fight. Mm-hmm. It was a smart, you know, like, um, and uh, and and he had he just didn't have an answer for for Holloway's angles and and attacks and 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 just grit. Yeah, I remember I saw on uh, Henry Gracie his Instagram page. He posted after the fight. He said that Holloway's first words to him were "I'm sorry," and that feels a little weird since it seems like he was coached incorrectly. Like I mean, it's just a student oh, you mean Ortega's first words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. a student has to be respectful to his teacher. Yeah, it's also like you. No, this is the thing: is every time I've had a, a fighter who came in and came up short, the first thing they say to me is, "I'm sorry." Like I, I let, like you, they down. let you down. Yeah. yeah, they feel like they let you down, which is not the case. And and you know, to all the people listening out there who train, I I any good coach, that's the last thing they're thinking. They're thinking the first thing a good coach is thinking is, "Are you okay?" Mm. Because you know, we care so much about our students. Are you okay? You okay? Good. Did you did you puss out? You know, did you wimp out? No? Okay. Great. You did a man's job. We'll come back stronger next time. Mm-hmm. You didn't let me down. You know, the only time I've ever felt a fighter really let me down is when they they acted like cowardly. And um Who's and- who's done no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, unfortunately I had one one instance where a fighter just just gave up. Yeah. He just gave up. Like he just gave up and he was he could have he could have um it was a grappling match but he, he he could have continued but he was just not mentally strong and uh and and he just quit. Quit right in the middle of the fight. Just quit. And um you know uh um that that is disappointing. But is if you fight your heart out and you come up short no legitimate coach will ever say, "Oh, you know, 
you know, you let me down. No, no legitimate coach would ever say yeah. that. No, and we—I've known any coach who who thinks that way. I don't know any coach who thinks as long as you fought your heart out and and did your best. You know, now, now, um, there's always going to be technical mistakes. Like, like in G's last fight, this is funny because I'm, I'm kind of a funny coach. You know, G won his last fight, but he did he did a move that I don't like. And the first thing I do is I walk in a match. I'm like, good, good. You know, you're like, what the fuck was with that choke, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, but he won, you know? Yeah. Like, I was so happy for him. But I'm like, you know. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you healthy? Yeah. Okay, what the fuck yeah. was that? Yeah, right. No, I knew he was I knew he was fine because the guy didn't hurt him at all. But I'm like, I'm like, what exactly? What? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I knew if I didn't get this. He said to me, because I knew if I didn't get this, Renee be really salty after the fight. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he was saying in his head after the fight. He's like, if I don't get this, Renee's going to yell at me after the fight. What's a, what's a training uh, thing you do in your gym that is like a punishment like if they do something wrong it's your like burpees i mean not burpees because that's crossfit but no i mean uh we did yeah. sprawls which is kind of like burpees or push-ups or um suicides don't do yeah, 10 if, you, suicides. if you curse and remember that thing i did to your arm the, the japanese lock i do yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh you're glad you do yeah. uh, if you curse in my academy you get japanese but the other really? than that it's just basically push-ups or something yeah okay where does your academy start is it on the mats or in the door? No, in the mats. In the mats. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so I well, you you bow when you come in the door because yeah. it's Japanese style. Um, but then you can kind of chill out, and and there's a there's a weight, you know you've been there's a weight training floor which is kind of like very chill and everybody has fun and you know. Walk. But then when you go downstairs to the mats, the minute you step on the mat, it's it's business time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so get your get your swear words out before you go downstairs. Oh yeah, well actually no, in the whole academy you can't curse. Right? Oh, in the whole one? yeah yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I owe you. It's, you it's, you it's, need to do that to me a couple times. Yeah, I think no. I swore. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's it's like you know it's a family environment, you know, family environment. That's what we want. We want to, you know, the, the Chuck Liddell's coach, um, John Hackman, was the same way. He's like, he's like, when when you walk in my academy, I want you to feel proud that you could bring your kids here, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing. I feel like you could feel proud that you can you can bring my kids in academy, and then you you'll be treated to people who be good role models for your kids, and and that's very important for me, and you know, very different from a lot of boxing gyms. Or some some MMA gyms too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember the first gym yeah. I went to for MMA, and it was uh, it was up a, in Rochester, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a kind of a sketchy area, and I was like down an alley through some corners, and the windows were all fogged What's up. What's the name of the gym? Uh, it was Empire Academy. Oh, Empire! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy. The yeah. windows were all fogged up because it was like a storefront mm-hmm. they, before they moved to their their new location, and I was like, "This is weird. I'm going into this like foggy windowed place, and I don't know." It was a little creepy. But now their new place is oh my god it's amazing they have a cage in their in their gym it's really big right yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's like two thousand three thousand square feet I've heard only good things about that academy and they have a, a Russian sambo as well as jujitsu and judo and wrestling and all, all different things yeah kickboxing I can't remember the name of the the guy who owned it, Chris Herzog is the owner and then, oh Chris Herzog yeah oh, he was uh, trained by guy. Igor Igor some judo guy Russian sambo Russian yeah, sambo yeah Igor Zinoviev. I can't remember the last name but he, he came up a bunch of times to like do oh, training cool. and stuff yeah. I think yeah. I think I think he's a yeah, they're tenth planet. Tenth planet guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, excellent. Yeah. But um, but you know, you know, and uh, um, a good example of like, like you know, tactics are and strategy are key. And and Sun Tzu has a, a quote, and it's you know, uh, strategy without taxes is the sound uh, uh, of defeat. And um, and the. That that I totally, absolutely, one hundred percent agree with that because if you don't deploy your your um, your what what's the word I'm looking for your your um, advantages, if you don't deploy these 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 
resources effectively, you're not going to win. You know, like I said, we were just talking about like an intelligent guy who, you know, winds up with kind of like not a great life or, you know, you have a lot of money, but you invested poorly in the stock market. You know, thoughtful approach to anything in life is critical. And in fighting, obviously, this is So if you're not deploying things in a really smart way, it doesn't matter how good you are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Um, and yeah, this is the quote. Strategy without tactics is the slowest path to victory. And uh, tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. So that's kind of like, wow. wow. Ooh, yes. Yeah, put some, yeah. some chimes behind that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go and meditate now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one example of this is, you know, uh, uh, who fought recently was, uh, it was on the Lee Iaquinta card, was Sergio Pettis and Rob Font. That was an amazing match. And, um, and Rob Font just used great technique and great tactics and crushed Pettis with with the jab and with some really good grappling too, but really did a great fight. Um, there was also, you know, Jim Merrill fought Oliveira. And that's one thing I want to talk about is uh, um, uh, Oliveira is now, he has the large number one, he did before, but even further, he is the number one submission fighter in, in the UFC. And the guy is like so many um, taps, it's amazing. And he, he just... Dominated Jim Miller. Probably a little time for Jim Miller to maybe hang up the gloves, but he's obviously very good. But it was a mat return to back take to finish. It was like boom. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what you want to see when you deploy technique with the perfect strategy. Because Jim Miller has some hands. Man, I don't care how slow slower he is now. He's a little bit older, whatever. The guy can throw bombs. So what Oliver did was change level, body lock him, take him down, take his back, and choke him out. And the way he did it was really really smart. And avoiding um, a lot of things that that uh, that um, Miller's good at. One of the things Miller's had a good guard, so he's like, "I'm going to take him down right into a back control, so I can avoid his guard." I was like, "Wow, that's really smart." Mm-hmm. And you could see it was like so tactically thoughtful and smart, and you could tell they planned it, and it just worked. Boom! He just boom beat him like that. It mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, the Kevin Lee fight, I have what to, happened? I, I have to I have to confess. That I only watched the first round and the fifth round because my DVR messed up and I missed the middle. So I have to watch it again. I think again. Everybody, everybody's saying that Kevin Lee had the first, second, third round. And then it switched in the fourth to the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Fourth and fifth, I heard Aliquinta would just destroy him. And then I heard the first was like the one that was up for grabs. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Lee's face. Yeah, he got, he got messed up. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he's um, he's taking it really hard. As I mean, any loss you probably should yeah. learn at least from. But, but I think I think when you we, we truly believe in a non arrogant way, but like you truly believe that you're the better fighter, not like there's no way Conor McGregor could walk off the Khabib fight and say I'm the better fighter. I just lost that day. There's mm-hmm. no way he could do that. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. not possible. But you know, with this one, it wasn't a stoppage, wasn't this? And he was in it. You know, so you could say you say you look at him and you could you could say that he really believes that he's the better fighter. So if you're the better fighter, why didn't you win? Mm -hmm. You know, and then you can feel very you can feel very disappointed in your in your performance. I think I know why you lost. We didn't make a bet on it. But in my head, I was thinking that Kevin Lee was going to win. (laughs) You jinxed him. And I jinxed him. (laughs) Everybody I picked to win. Oh, my God. John Jones. I'm going to pick him. But I can't. Why not? Because if I pick him, he'll lose. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens too. Because you know, when he comes back with Jeff Gustafson, let's see how much he's trained. 
you know, if again he fights that fight with no training, it's going to be be a rough day. But yeah, probably he'll train for this one. I'm, I'm probably sure. so itching to get back. You know, I read uh, a quote. I don't want to get off on John Jones yet, but I read a quote from him and said that um, that he's not sober. Like he he's not doing any sort of things that are illegal. But I'm not sober. I mean, he's drinking alcohol. You mean? So yeah, I guess. Whatever is, that is means. He, does he mean he when he means sober meaning he doesn't drink at all? I guess uh, he was yeah. very cryptic, cryptic with that, but he's just like saying, "I'm, I trust me, I'm not doing anything that's going to get me disqualified, but I'm not sober." I don't know if that yeah. means he's doing drugs, but he's doing it like well, drugs aren't well, drugs are legal. I mean, I guess marijuana is legal now, but, um, but no, but he can't, he can't, he can't test positive for marijuana in the UFC. They, they but if he's doing it the right way. Yeah, I mean, I think probably, probably, but don't means, risk it, guys. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, probably means alcohol. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, but also that's a problem is that a lot of fighters, um, especially in striking arts, turn to alcohol because it, it numbs the pain from the brain trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a it's a scourge, and lots of fighters are addicted to to drugs and alcohol because of the brain trauma. It's it's it's, it's yeah. not like they're drug addicts who went into fighting. They're fighting draw that drew them to that. So that's why you have to be very, very careful. Yeah, my brother pushed me down the stairs once and that's why I drink. <laughs> it numbs the pain. It numbs the pain. <laughs> Doesn't work sometimes. Um but Kevin Lee, yeah, yeah. Kevin Lee. I you know I like to see, you know, I thought the first round was close and the fifth round was not. And those only two rounds I could talk about yeah. because I didn't see the rest. I have to go see it. But um, but uh, I, I was impressed with Alcantara. You know, it's he's kind of like a guy overlook who's always good, but never great. And in this one, he 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 caught his range. You could tell him in the even the first round, he was like kind of catching his range, and like seeing how he could do it. And you could see each 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 time he was looking a little bit better. By the fifth round, I'm like, oh, he figured this guy out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin Lee is a great fighter who hopefully won't turn out like Weidman, who's a great fighter who just can't seem to put it together. Mm-hmm. It's funny, Aliquinta's from the same camp as Weidman, but it seems like Kevin Lee reminded me uh, of this as like a guy who's like in every area, wrestling, in jiu-jitsu, in, in striking, really technically good, but just didn't put it together. But again, I didn't see the fight, so tell me, give me the how you saw it. Uh, it, was, uh, it was really close. To, I mean, you know, in the first round, you said it was very close. Yeah. Uh, second and third, it just seemed like he knew what he was doing more, Alakinta. Yeah, and he just knew where to go and where to be and what was going on, and he just could predict things, and it just yeah. everything fell into place, and just the tide started turning. That's and it actually, never turned back. That's actually what I was saying because my wife's like, she's like, you think Alakinta won, won this round? We're talking about the first round. I'm like, hmm, it's tight, but yeah, but you know what? I think he's got his number now a little bit. You think he like? Yeah, uh, he got his number. He, he like, played it off a little bit yeah, just to learn a little bit in the yeah. first round. I, I don't know if he played it off, but he but he's calculating. You know, he's like, mm, oh, this, 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 boom, boom, boom. And yeah, they'd also learning, probably yeah. studied a lot of tape too. So he's like, oh, okay, this is this is this is the thing that he does. Boom, I prepared. And again, good, probably good, a lot of good tactics. You know, mm-hmm. the Longo team sometimes they they put things together really well. Um, um, surprises all around. Yeah, surprise. Yeah, I was very surprised. Um, but you know, again, at the this level. It's like every bet we make could go either way. It's always going one way, though. I know. You just, <laughs> you know, but, 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 you know, the, this is what I like about the UFC. And I don't want to be a UFC like, you know, it's the only game in town. It's no, for sure. Bellator is getting better. Um, there's the PFL and there's, of course, leagues in Japan, one, one FC, things like that. But the UFC, it's like all the top guys, <clears throat> excuse me, they fight each other. And they're all really good. And man, the Shevchenko Yoana fight, what a goddamn fight. Mm-hmm. That was just 
great. That was one of the best striking matches I've seen in a long time. It was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful fight. Um, just fantastic. And and to you know, like Joanna lost, but um, I'm showing Renee my phone is because after the fights were over, <laughs> and I knew I was getting punched, and he just sends me uh, gifts of people punching. <laughs> But yeah, the, it was a surprise. I was very happy. You, I'm sure you were. I was very happy. Yeah. I like winning bets. I like losing them. <laughs> but yeah, it was a very good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I lost both of the bets, it was a very good fight. I yes, su- I was still very surprised though with Joanna. I figured that she was going to come out and just dominate the entire thing. And you know, okay, so Joanna was just. You know, she's just too small for that weight class. It's just she got dominated um, by good, great technique. Shevchenko's beaten her a couple times in, in uh, Muay, Thai. Muay Thai, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and 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 she's just bigger. Um, yeah. I mean, you want to look great, and Shevchenko looked great. And then you had a, a bigger fighter. Also, Shevchenko was a much better grappler, and mm-hmm. she just she she really put on a grappling clinic, and um, and uh, and the threat of that takedown. Made Joanna not strike as much, so then Shevchenko's like, "Okay, we're equal in striking, but now you fear my grappling, so now I'm gonna really lay it mm-hmm. on you." And th- the thing is, the Shevchenko is amazing because I like footwork, and Shevchenko had almost no footwork, but she did because she was constantly just outside of range, which is actually like a mark of a great striker. It wasn't like I move out of the way like wide and not get hit. I mean, it was literally like Joanna's fist was like. Here and Shevchenko's face was here, and it was like a millimeter between, mm-hmm. and it was just like always, just just right out of range, and then boom, she come back, just right out of range, and boom, she came back, and um, you know it's funny because Shevchenko's so good, but her sister is like nowhere near as good as her in in MMA. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, she just get got into the UFC, and I watch it, and she's fine, but it's like I don't think her sister will ever be. A champ or anything. I think she's she's like um, there's certain times there are gyms where you are the opponent for the main guy. <laughs> like Artem in in uh, like Artem sucks, but he is a great training partner for Conor McGregor to beat on <laughs> and get good. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's... he's Conor McGregor's like punching bag. All right, you know, and I think don't think Shevchenko thinks of her sister like that, but it's kind of I think that might be what what happens because her sister just is not as good as she is. Are they the same weight class? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Her sister looks taller, actually. I think her sister might be more uh, marketable. She's a little bit more attractive, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew exactly <laughs> what you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I knew um, exactly what you're saying. You wanted me to say it, though. Um, <laughs> and I think she's young still. Yeah, yeah, they're both young. Yeah. yeah. Shevchenko's not that old, you know? She looks old. That's mean. It's, she's she's a fighter. She's not now. a woman. I, now I gotta look it up. Hold on. I think she just has that like Eastern she's European face. No, you, you like a little bit of the Eastern European face, which is like um, a little bit more. Um, it ages because it's so. They're, they're, you, 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 the sunlight affects you a little bit more. You get a little more wrinkly because they're very, 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 very light skinned. So they they show the wrinkles a little bit more. She's kind of got that face, you know. It's very, very common in Eastern Europe. Thirty. Yeah, yeah she's old. not old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she has that one of that face that, like, you know, she stayed out in the sun a lot, which she does. You know, she just shows her age a little bit. It's weathered. <laughs> no, but you know, when you have very pale skin, you know, the the sun affects your affects your face. You know, just just fact. 
All right. Well, yeah. Let's let's finish beating up on uh, Shevchenko. Yeah, yeah. So what's coming up? She's great. I, oh, she's a fantastic fighter. Oh, my unbelievable. God, unbelievable. She's uh, un, undisputed. Yeah, for sure. She's really good. And you know, I just I just don't think uh, I think Joanna just made a mistake by going up a weight class. It was just it was not. I, I didn't even realize they were fighting a different weight class. You know, I I mean, she should just stick at one fifteen. Why did she do that? That's a good question. You know what it is? You know what it is? Because it's like. Yeah, you know, I don't know. She's but, scared. But, yeah, no, and then and uh, scared of um, scared of uh, of um, Rose, Rose, maybe yeah. you know, like oh, like let me let me retool somewhere else and then come back to Rose later or something like that, because she lost to Rose twice now. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hmm, okay, let me try something else. But that's not really what you want to do, you know. We got another um, female fight coming up in the next UFC: Cyborg versus Nunez. I cannot wait for that fight. That's gonna be a great fight. Cyborg has always been entertaining. Yeah. That's a that's um that's a tough one. Um, I'm not making any picks on this one. You sure? Sure. No. You can have Nunez. <laughs> I picked. Caleb, I picked... what are you picking? Pick somebody. Nunez. <laughs> I'll take Cyborg. All right, I'll take that bet. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb yeah. picks Nunez. Yeah, I pick Cyborg. He doesn't know who any of those people are, but he's picking them. Oh, you don't follow? No, that's her her ring name. <laughs> <laughs> What's your real name? Christine Just. I don't Justino, know how to pronounce any yeah, of that Justino, stuff. Something, yeah. yeah. Brazilian, right? Yeah, she used to be a brave, but she got divorced. Yeah. Um, uh, her husband and her ex-husband and her had the same uh, ring name. He was cyborg too. Yeah. Um, but okay, so um, um, but yeah, like uh, I I, I want to. I mean, I was just talking about like you know tactics and strategy, and and this is this is a truth. I think with listeners who train, it's like whenever you learn a technique. I think the idea is like not just do the technique, but what's the smartest way and the most technical way, and in my sense, the sneakiest way. Biting apparently to to yeah. to, to deploy it. Yeah. You know, like hide your hide your. Whenever you have something really good, you can't just show it. You know, like like oh here's my here's my cross go. That that's a very hard way to fight. What you have to do is camouflage. You're you're all, like the thing you want, and don't let them know you want. It. And ganka, you mm-hmm. know, then you hit them, you know, or you you, you choke them out. Anytime you're just very uh, obvious in your attack, you're you're gonna um, you, it's gonna be difficult for you, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're so much more physically capable. So, the idea is to be tactical and strategic. What does that mean? Simple word in Renee Dreyfus parlance: be sneaky, be sneaky, be sneaky, be sneaky. You know, and um. And and uh, the more you put things together and keep people off balance, and again, I always talk about this with MMA. One thing I didn't like to see about the Ortega fight, and I saw a little bit of in the in the in the Kevin Lee fight, it was like the way they it was like they were kind of striking, and then Kevin Lee was kind of doing takedowns, and then he was you know like he didn't mix as well as I I would like to see. It wasn't seamless. What what I like to see is. A seamless like, oh, you think I'm striking? No, I'm grappling. Oh, you think I'm grappling? No, I'm actually striking you. You know, a way to switch and throw the person off. You know, like throw one look and hit him with something else, you know? And I think that's kind of a metaphor for life. As I said, it's like approach life tactically, smart with the plan and a plan to deploy your 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 ad- adv- advantages intelligently and a little bit sneakily, mm-hmm. you know? Um and so, so that's that, and that that's kind of like how I how I how I see it. And good then, advice know, for poker and good advice for life. Yeah, and you know, John Jones is a great example of that. When you think he's striking, he's on you grappling. You know, so you're you're you know, like he really does that well. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Khabib is um, he's not like he's not like striking, stand up striking, but when he's grappling with you on the ground, he's the king of ground and pound. Like you think he's grappling with you, and then he throws a punch. You're like, oh crap! I'm defending this this body lock, and now he hit me in the face. Oh, I'm defending the body lock now. He's hitting me. Oh, he's hitting me now. I got to go back to the body lock. You know, and then he mixes back and forth. So he always throws his opponents off their equilibrium. Are people still coming up with new, um, for lack of a better word, moves? Because yeah. it's got to be hard to to hide a special move. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think um, it, it's we're just a really interesting time. We're going to look back on these last thirty years, forty years, and we're like, wow, unarmed combat just changed from nineteen ninety three to you know two thousand thirty. Like people are gonna be like. Oh wow, that was the that was the time where like boxing from 1910 to 1950, where like people expanded how boxing was going to be, you know, where like oh because then Muhammad Ali was the first like super modern boxer, you know, like obviously there was Sugar Ray uh, Robinson and and all these guys, but they 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 started developing it, but then there's that modern boxer who moves like this, and then that gave way to Mayweather and all these other guys, but that's Boxing is like now we know what it's supposed to look like. Obviously, the little in things, but MMA is not there yet. And there's so many moves and so many permutations, and so many tricks, how to hide stuff, how to how to. There's so many things that we can still evolve. It's 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 fascinating time, and I'm so excited to be part of it. It's really interesting, you know. It's really really interesting, mm-hmm. and um, but it, you know um. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, inventing some stuff too. So, so the guys over at Radical are working on some things? Oh, mm. yeah. I've got a couple things that I think are, are going to be pretty cool. Like mm. the Rack Guard is, you know, obviously sure. people know me for that. And um, uh, But there are other things too that uh, that that they're game changers. You know. Rat Bite? Rat Bite, yes. <laughs> there is a move called the Rat Bite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, um, and, uh, and there's the Rat Trap. Oh. Yeah. But there's also there's also there's also um um the, recently like the way you attack the back um and fin- finish the choke is changing. It's really evolving. It's something I discussed in my academy recently and we just added a whole bunch of technique from other people because it evolved. It just bumped. It was like suddenly it's not a new technique, but the way you do it is so much more refined than before. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you're not in a Model T anymore. Now you're in a Ferrari Testarossa. Same car. It's a car, but it just drives much better. So that's a lot of where we're going to see the evolution. Mm-hmm. Same technique, just done much better. You know, that that that's going to be a bigger part of the evolution, which you can see it all the time, you know. Um, uh, so... People are gonna are gonna just keep growing and growing, but not everybody will evolve equally. You know, like the top guys will evolve, and then other people won't. You know, you know, it's always like that. That's MMA is unpredictable. And then you know, sometimes you have to be like, oh, this guy's not. You know, he's he's not he's Derek Lewis. You we know, got just trickle down MMA. Trickle down <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, Jones and Gustafson, mm-hmm. uh, we might as well talk about it. I think we're almost out of time, so we won't be able to get to the uh, the punch today. But maybe next week. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. It only takes a short amount of time. <laughs> I don't see why we can't do it. Caleb says we're out of time. He said he's he didn't us say out. anything. He's playing with his phone. <laughs> Caleb, how much time, Caleb, do, how time do we have? Nine, Nine minutes. minutes. Oh, that is more than enough time for a choke. Yeah, but I have a a, a poem I wanted to read. Okay, <laughs> it's about eight minutes long. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Um, there's a couple of new segment. I want to um, a uh, couple of things I want to uh, add in. And um, first of all, I've been doing a lot of research. I don't want to think MMA MMA is just the UFC. 
I see MMA as a paradigm to approach self-defense. And I've been investigating a lot of um, self-defense tools, and I want to review them. Uh, each week, we kind of review a different tool. I hope you'd be okay with that. Yeah. Now, this one, I want to pull it out. Hold on. Wait a minute. This is a thing? Yeah. It's like a sword or something. <laughs> the self-defense tool. Now, the good thing is this, is that it's completely legal. And, you know, this is what, especially in New York, like you can't have concealed carry. But this is this is actually, it's a very heavy, heavy-duty flashlight. I'll, I'll put the link here. But here, look at it. Uh-uh. Yeah. So- <laughs> you just flashed me with a flashlight. Yeah, yeah. It's a high-powered high strobe. Now, imagine if you tried to hit me from doing this. I, no, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's a very high. I actually have to charge it up. But it's actually good because there's a little USB charger here. And, oh, that's very cool. Yeah, and actually, he'll feel it. It's it's a pretty heavy duty kind of thing. So yeah. if you have it in your hand when you punch someone, yeah. which I'll demonstrate very soon, yeah. <laughs> it's also like we think of self defense as you know fighting out of things. But if you ever need a light, you know whatever. Anyway, so I'll, 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 it's it's a very bright bright kind of thing. See, he wants to know what what's, it's a little <laughs> too far. But you know, it's like if I'm flashing this at you. It'd be very hard for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm stopping yeah, whatever yeah, I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It's so, so um, uh, one of the the tools that I, I think of self defense is, you know, obviously I have a few that I'm going to bring in. One, um, unfortunately, I maced myself accidentally testing one out in my apartment too, so I'm going to bring that one in too. But um, don't bring that one in. No, no, I'm going to bring that one in. <laughs> We'll have another bet. Really interesting bet. I'm not allowed to do mace. <laughs> no, it's pepper spray. But anyway, but it was <laughs> really better. bad. It was really bad. That's better. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes you have to deal with the laws of the state and they don't allow uh, uh, weapons or things like that. Or you just don't want to carry um, a weapon for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. This is a really good way to um, uh, to offset someone getting in your face, just trying to strobe light in their face and suddenly – do you have a way to get out? Mm-hmm. So um, I carry this around with me. Here, you want to play around with it? And uh, it's good. So I, I uh, it's it would cost me like $11. And press it two times. Yeah. And there. And then it's just keeping it in. You can flash it at me. That's pretty nice bright. Nice shadow yeah. on Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, and a lot of police officers have this too. They they hold um, very high-powered um, oh, yeah, Xeon, I know that. Xeon lights. You know, Xenon Putting lights. Putting their lights in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's the same idea. You, if you can't see a person, you can't hit him. Probably can't stab him, and you can't aim to shoot. So mm-hmm. a good, a very non-lethal way of defending yourself. And I'm not saying like you're at a bar and the guy's getting your face. Just sign a strobe light in his face, <laughs> get out of there, and that's it. Game over. You know, like you know. So it's kind of an interesting little tool. What if he and, has like a book and he holds it up in front of it? Then you're screwed. I, you're screwed. You know. <laughs> Although no bullies have books. I know they, they don't never know how to read. They don't yeah. know how to read. <laughs> Stupid bullies. Um, All right. Uh, speaking of bullies, get over here and punch me. Oh, now you ruined the fun. No, no, it's okay. I made the bet. I made my bet. I have to be punched in it. Give him a little rundown. All right. Is uh, he's winding up? Are you using knuckles? He said you were going to use knuckles. Oh Lord, it hurts already. He's just pushing into me. I better back away from Mike because I'm going to scream. Here we go. That was it. And I, ooh, okay. He wanted me to not be ready for it. That was a good one. Oh. That was so bad. That was well, so bad. We're not going to. Yeah. I, I held back. It's okay. He bad. held back. I have to say, a few of my students said, uh, they were, it was the podcast, and they said, don't hit him too hard. They, they, they were on your side. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of the bruise later and put it on our Instagram. Um, that, was, that was my 5%. That's your 5%. That's my 5%. Wow. Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't win because you would have felt my 100% and been like, really? 
<laughs> no, you're a big dude, man. I'm sure you punch hard. I don't have to fall on you. Um, we're not going to be here next week because it's Christmas or Christmas, whatever holiday you're Christmas, celebrating. Um, I thought we weren't going to sing. We didn't. We're gonna sing no, we have to sing the chipmunks. We have to sing it. Um, so well, we can sing it together, right? Christmas, Christmas. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> when I think about you. <laughs> That's a different song. Oh, I thought we were just singing songs. <laughs> so we're not going to be here next week, but um, and then the Jones Gustafson fight is December 29th, I cool. believe. Um, so we'll talk. We won't be able to talk about that until after the fight is over. Yeah, but we know Jones is going to win, so I'm going to pick Gustafson. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Last thing I want to say sure. is I read this really really cool book, and we always talk about um, martial arts and martial art cults and um, like. Some crazy, you know, crazy um, uh, things that go on in martial arts and how um, uh, uh, martial arts can can devolve into, you know, like chi blasts and things like that. Well, there's a really good book. It's written by this guy named Lewis Martin, and it's called The True Believers. And I just read it. It's very short. You can get it on Amazon for like two bucks. And it's if you're interested in how a martial arts school can become a cult, is actually a really good book. And um, he... Uh, this guy, Lewis Martin, now writes for uh, Jiu-Jitsu Times, and he's a Jiu-Jitsu guy. But he talks about his journey in Aikido, in an Aikido dojo in Monterey, California, that um, became its own style and how it really became like a weird cult. And ha- and it's uh, it's actually a fascinating read. And anybody's interested in it's uh, Lewis Martin and the True Believers. And I hope we could actually get him on the podcast sometime because uh, it's, it's a really interesting book. And I recommend it. It's, a, it's like a bizarre how – you know, our search for meaning in life and our search for quests of, of self-fulfillment can be per, um, manipulated by people and, and mm-hmm. how when you're at a weaker point in your life without a, without a social group or whatever, you can become prey to these, to these things. Or sometimes you just you want to stand because you, you, the, you, you love being part of the social group mm-hmm. or whatever. Is it like a step-by-step? Because I've always wanted to start a cult. Um, I, it's, it seems like... It, it it there was a progression of um of of craziness. Okay, okay. But um, I'll but check it's, it out. It's, it's actually a really good book. I, I couldn't put it down. Uh, What's it called again? The True Believers. The True Believers. Check it out on Amazon. And uh, yeah, and he's uh is he yeah really good book. Lewis Martin. Um. So uh. So my my did my uh my flashlight uh, thing, which I will I will uh put put the um the name of the flashlight is C Think. Hold on, I gotta look this up. Right, and I'll set I'll set up the link that we have. Really, we're good, looking yeah. for a, like yeah, a heavy duty it, flashlight yeah, with yeah, a strobe yeah, function. Yeah, yeah, with a strobe function, and I'll put the link on uh, on the martial culture page for anybody's interested. And it's a, it's a really good little piece of equipment. I like it. And, Any uh, ideas what uh, we can tease for the next uh, piece of equipment? You bring it. Oh, have a few. It's gonna tease. Couple. Yeah, have a few more. Yeah, well, we know one includes mace or a pepper, pepper spray. spray. Pepper spray, right? Yeah, and yeah, a few others, right? So. Anyway. And Caleb's volunteered to be um, pepper sprayed. Okay, great, awesome. Um, so we're good with no, that. No, we got a bet. Bet if he loses the, he took Nunez. I took Cyborg. He loses the bet. He All gets right. pepper sprayed. Actually, Beautiful. no, I can't do that. Can't do that. This is because I accidentally pepper sprayed myself testing it out. It was so awful. It was really bad. And I, I'd been pepper sprayed before mm-hmm. as part of my self defense certification, right? But this 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 formulation of pepper spray was incredibly powerful, and it was just bad. It was like my wife 
uh, really got mad because it went all over the apartment. You <laughs> did it inside. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Oh. And I, I thought it would just be a little bit, right? And I was like, oh! And I like my it nose, goes in the, air the inside of my like... nostril kind of burnt out. It was bad. So I would never do that to anybody. Not not you, no. It's not, not right. Not right. All right. Well, we'll have to talk about. But we what, could spray what, it against the wall or something. We could do it. Not, not spraying it in here. here. People come in here a lot, and it's my It'd business. Be so bad. <laughs> Sometimes I complain that it smells like bo in here, and I can't have like it smell like uh, or burn people's eyes. Yeah, right. No, it would be really bad. We can't have that. All right. So, uh, um, big fight coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that when we get back. And yeah. everybody who's listening, thanks for listening. Enjoy your holidays. Be yes. safe. Happy, Be happy. Festive, ha- happy holiday season. And um, one of the most important things I say for self-defense is stay away from people who are drunk and, and try not to get drunk. There was the SantaCon recently, and there was just, the streets are filled with stupid drunk people, mm-hmm. and there was tons of fights. You know, there's like 80 citations for fights. Sure. The number one thing you can do for self-defense is don't get drunk and stay with drunk. There's a lot of holiday parties coming up. Be safe. Drive safe. Yeah, and don't drive enjoy, drunk, Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the season in a festive, healthy way. And um, and um, and and good cheer to all. Yeah. Details yeah. on my cult coming soon. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> That's a wrap.